Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Private Suite Podcast interview series. I'm Indy Advent, and today we have some very special guests joining us on the show. They come to us from a little label called Virtua 94. We've got Hideyoshi, also known as Victor. What's up? Hello, Victor. What's up? What's up? How are you? Doing well, thank you. Not, not much is up, man. I'm doing good. We have Paranormal. Also known as Devin. Yo, what's going on? Chillin'. And Toad of Sky is also here with us. How we doing? And that you are Andrew. That's right. And last but not least, we have Acid Wolf, also known as After Death Vision, also known as Drew. Hello, Drew. So, Victor, Devin, Andrew, and Drew, everybody. Okay, from Virtua 94 records thanks for having us all right from hailing from philadelphia pennsylvania what up how is how is philadelphia everybody i mean it's good for the most part aside from you know uh the riots and stuff like that protests going on still but it's all good around here yeah city uh still pretty crazy it's like i mean i'd say it depends on you know where you're at it's kind of crazy everywhere yeah yeah i've been watching some videos today of just like there's some some more news there's a news channel i watch on youtube i don't know some of you guys might like it check it out uh it's just this really honest guy he's pretty in-depth and he's trying to make like a real actual news show you know not like any other news that we're used to apart from like RT maybe or Sky News. But anyway, it's uh, com- very independent and very nice. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy what's. I'm in Toronto, right? So there's not as much or not nearly as much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into Vaporwave, my friends. You guys run a Vaporwave label. I imagine you're all fans absolutely. of Vaporwave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Big fans. Um, we don't Something like necessarily uh, consider ourselves one only a vaporwave label. We kind of just consider sure. ourselves a, a net label or a, a music collective more than that. Mm-hmm. But we put out a lot of vaporwaves, so it's no surprise that we are fans of the genre. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was great meeting everybody at Electronicon. Yeah, you too. It was my pleasure to meet everybody. Yeah. A lot of Ooh. good people out there. Yeah, you guys met a whole whack of people from Private Suite. Yeah, uh, the first one in New York, we met a good amount of people, I think, on your team. Um, but yeah, that was a great experience. It was- yeah, we all met at uh, the hotel, coincidentally, yeah. after the, the fest, I think. Yeah, on the I way still- out of New York, we didn't get a chance to actually hang out while I we know. were in New York. It's so funny, in the same hotel for three days, and didn't run into each other once. <laughs> yeah, we were all doing different things staying busy so i guess we oh, didn't yeah know. so many places to see but uh yeah nice to be talking to everybody again thanks for so, having us anytime guys i haven't had a label on the show in a little while so it's nice to be talking to one as well as artists i know i uh i actually haven't mentioned that yet but as in addition to running a label you guys make music too yes, sir Correct. and some of it is on the label as a matter of fact. Yes. If not all of it, actually. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, a lot of us have a, lot, a couple projects on our label. Um, yeah. We have some music on other labels as well. I mm-hmm. have uh, mm-hmm. a couple things I put out with Bogus Collective and Sunset Grid. So, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I started doing some music with them. I think for sure. before we started virtual. Yeah. So let's go in, let's get into that story then. So, and maybe we'll dive into each of your kind of personal stories a little bit later, but how did you all get together? How did you meet and how did you decide to start this project together? Well, I've known Victor since we were in high school. Um, well, I just had graduated. I think he was still in high school at the time. We were friends. We would talk about music and then we would mostly play video games for years and years. Just that inspiration alone made us closer and, and we just decided we were getting into Vaporwave at the same time, um, probably back in like late 2012, 2013 kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and it was pretty crazy that we just met so many people online that were so into the same things as we were trying to get into. And it just made sense. We were all in the Vaporwave. We were making music and everyone else was making music. We were all part of different collectives and we all knew each other from that. And I think everyone at the time was starting their own label or collective. And so we just thought we'd make one since, you know, we're friends in real life for a long time. And I know a lot of people know each other online. It was easy for us to get into it together, start start everything together because we're just friends in real life. And we met uh, Devin, uh, years ago and he got on the virtual 94 where it even started he was one of the founding members as well mm-hmm. and right now who's speaking is uh andrew toad of sky everybody just so we're probably gonna have to do that a few times as we start this show here <laughs> absolutely you're saying it's not we there's a, a lot of new people just at one time so yeah might be you, you guys will catch on though as we're going through it but yeah, what exactly. Andrew said is exactly true. I mean, we didn't be when we were younger. Um, and we started this all together. It was, uh, I think, probably when I was in college, we officially, 2017 is when, yeah, the label officially was started. We put out our first release. But yeah, and I met Devin off of Instagram, literally. Like, before we even started the label, it's kind of funny that we would post uh, Virtual 94 as like, just a, a brand like we had talked about kind of wanting to start our own thing for a while. And then um, I think it was just from talking to a couple people, honestly, on Instagram, I could say Devin was one of them. Um, mm-hmm. We would talk to Twin Pine Malls a lot. He was, you know, someone who we were talking to frequently on Instagram at that point involved with doing it already. So I could say like seeing labels like that popping up on Bandcamp in general and just kind of seeing the, collective aspect of it i think is really what inspired me to want to like do it myself Mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's very true collective aspect of it and that makes sense too like all of you being members of it that's collective as well and what about you uh paranormal uh it was really mainly um just all over the internet for me um because i was at the time living in uh still living in kentucky so Basically, I mean, <clears throat> virtual kind of moved me out of uh, like a whole another state into another one, a whole different way of life. Um, yeah, before that, I was just kind of, you know, experimenting myself, trying to figure out like the route that I was going to take. Uh, started out selling beats, you know, trap, uh, just trying to get placements on just really anything. And uh, it's kind of just spoke itself into existence, honestly. I mean, 
you know, we was doing the art and the edits on, on Instagram, whatever that stuff uh, first started. That was real popular. I know me and uh, Total Sky, Andrew, we really got into that stuff and then just kind of unfolded, I guess, as we went. And now here we are. Yeah, that's 100% mm-hmm. true. The art aspect, for I think, for a lot of us was a big part of exploring and playing with the term Vaporwave was like art as well as music because even still today i'll just mess around and post random graphic design on my instagram because i always thought it was fun and it was just a way to do something quick that you can get out a bit of um, creative energy in and but i think even in the obviously like aesthetic and visuals are kind of important to the genre in general but mm-hmm. and we, when this was all starting that's when like glitch art scene was like exploding on instagram and we just got in on it at the right time and we were expect- experimenting with uh, different types of glitch art whether it was like i like to say unnatural meaning like you would use like glitch apps or photo editing apps to make glitch effects or the natural way of doing it where you would use like hardware such as like uh, game consoles or camcorders or vhs players things like that and we would bring it all together just to make different types of art because kind of how the aesthetic of Vaporwave was kind of born through like the, I, I like to use the VHS player or the VCR a lot of the time. Mm. It really captures like, it looks like it's just from the past. Oh, absolutely. Or we would use uh, glitch boxes, analog converters, things like that to make different effects naturally. But nice. it was more convenient to use the unnatural way of things rather like the photo editing apps on your phone because a lot mm-hmm. of people were using it. There would be like communities on the apps and, and they're through Instagram. That's kind of yeah. how I found uh, Iru Normal was through those apps and Instagram. And we just happened to be getting into Vaporwave separately and we just found each other through the glitch art movement. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like Crazy. involved in any type of, uh, <clears throat> like at that time, if you were posting any like uh, material or content, you know, like, just the tight circle, like, of people that's always, you know, posting stuff and, uh, like, really getting out there. Like, shout out Acid Windzip, uh, anybody that was on Rave or Lena Fod, stuff like that, really, um, even if you weren't even making, like, Big Wave track or music, like, music in general, uh, it still would help you get out there, you know, weird image across. It's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember those apps, too. That was, like... Yeah, exactly. If you guys remember, um, I don't know if you remember it, but like there were, there's Lenify, Rave, and there's still like, there were other crazy just like glitch apps on the iPhone. Glitch. Um, yeah, glitch app. <laughs> there's like one called Glitch with like an E yeah. on the end. There's um, there's a whole bunch, honestly, that, that do different little things, but they're just like so fun to play with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, one thing, though, with those communities, there's so many different little pockets, eh? Like all those different apps, communities. And it's so funny how, like, I wasn't in those communities, but I found Vaporwave and all these other people in these different pockets. We all had something, like, in common. Yeah, We never met and our community bubbles never touched. It's just so funny. It's almost like you know them, but you've never met them. It really is, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was into chiptune and shit, and SoundCloud is sort of how I found it. Yeah. Oh, man, I loved SoundCloud, too, back in the day. I mean, I still oh, go yeah. on there, but 
when I was, uh, let's say like 2014, 2015, you just, I would just let SoundCloud run, like have a, a stream of people I was following and repost stuff. And yeah, I remember I would just use it nonstop all day, just listen to new stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All types, <laughs> all types of genres too. And that's, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. I was ma- into so many different things, like kind of, like you said, chip tune I was into, I was into a lot of trap on uh, SoundCloud, other electronic music, Vaporwave. Yeah, there is a lot of, uh, I would say, net music on SoundCloud yeah. back in that time. Still, you used, you used to be able to get on SoundCloud and like find a bunch of stuff that you know you never heard or never nobody's ever seen, and it would all be good stuff. But I mean, it's kind of oversaturated now. But just to continue off what he was saying, uh, I still obviously like uh, a lot of music that gets put on SoundCloud. Like I'm not throwing any shade at them. Um, I just happened to use it more a lot than, more back then um, mm-hmm. around those years. Now I use Bandcamp a lot. Just like in general, really like going on Bandcamp yeah. and just, I think they have a really good app where you can basically go on their front page or um, whoever you follow and just, it's kind of similar to that experience. You could just be listening to new stuff and awesome stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one yeah, thing Bandcamp I wish about slept on. pardon me Bandcamp is definitely uh, not it's definitely slept on like a lot of people oh yeah you know are missing out on it yeah yeah for a while there um, one thing about SoundCloud though I like how you can like tracks you can like go back and review what you were listening to exactly yeah um, like I was just going back yesterday, last night and I actually went to the very very bottom and I was like, oh, my God, I can retrace how I got into Vaporwave, sort of. You literally could. To, to all this, like, <laughs> I still like that music, but it's just, I didn't like everything I was listening to on SoundCloud. And then one day I went through this phase of, like, anime. Well, it wasn't a day. It was a while. But one day I liked so many anime grooves, like, kawaii bass, you know, style, future, future bass shit. And now if you go back, it's like, oh, that's what he was into. This guy is like a big weeb, but I'm actually not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always fun going down to the very, very bottom of the SoundCloud. Like, yeah. yeah the, getting nostalgic going through the screen. Definitely some gems in there. So were you guys making music, obviously, before you started the label together? Yes. Um, not together. We, we, Me and Andrew did work on some music together before we started the label. That's true, but... We also all did make music independently, you know, before. Yeah. And so you decided, hey, we have some music. Let's start this label by putting our own stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We also wanted to have other people on it. Um, it started out as just a couple people and then it grew into more and more people that were interested and that we had contacted. You know, that's pretty, I'd say, standard and like I said, we, we kind of always wanted to have a collective aspect of it. We, we call ourselves a record label, but we don't really function the same exact way that um, mainstream labels function, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you look at your awesome website, you can definitely get an indication of that, virtua94.com. I love this website, guys. So clean and sleek. Dude, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. You put a lot of work into that one. And you guys are selling merch there. So check it out. I know you had some shirts and shit. That's pretty cool. Nice sweater. Yeah, we have some standard uh, merch there. But we have some other things that we'll be dropping, like specifically on Instagram and things like that, that will be 
Like you could always kind of order those shirts there. They will be there for a while, but we'll have some stuff that might be a little more limited and drop it on the website, but it will only be a certain amount. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love your Instagram. Now that you mentioned it again, um, Virtua94, very easy, guys, if you want to check it out. Some great art on there. And, oh, yeah, the Virtua Boys in the hood thingy right that was awesome that live stream <laughs> yeah together so so everybody's aware um city man from city man productions put out an album very nice album we did like a music video live stream for it on the youtube if you want to check that out too fucking such a good album and it was made in partnership i believe with you guys virtual 94 yes yes we, we also have... uh, put that album out on Virtual 94 Records and, and City Man Productions took care of the physical releases and I believe they're sold out at this point. I don't know that for sure, but I would definitely check out uh, his Bandcamp as well. I'm pretty sure it's just CityManProductions.com. Yeah, they have a website too. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to you, City Man, if you're listening. That live stream <laughs> was uh, pretty sick. Yeah, it was, a, it was fun. A bunch of cool people hung out and the video was pretty nice. Yeah, there were a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. So how often do you guys do that where you have another label or an artist, you know, they approach you and you kind of do the digital distribution and they handle the physical side? Uh, we do it sometimes. That, Go ahead, Vic. I was going to say, I think that's the first time we handled the um, digital distribution and they handled the physical. I don't know. We, we have done things similar a couple times. It's more like the... It is more rare, but yeah, it's cool. We're, we're down to do it. It's just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you guys have done a bunch of cool projects. I'm uh, just looking on the Instagram here as well. And thanks thanks for putting uh, a lot of these projects on tape. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I appreciate that big time because, you know, it's not every day you can find a label that's going to put out music like this. Like you were saying, it's not just Vaporwave, and a lot of it is very experimental and... Yeah, no problem. That's our our passion is putting it out, and mm-hmm. yeah, you don't even have to thank us. We love putting out cassettes. I mean, <laughs> and other physicals. It's just cool to own something physically. I, obviously, people love the collector's aspect to music in general. So, mm-hmm. I I personally do. So, you know, I plan on doing that for a very long time. Yeah, because like, you know, you guys do um, open submissions. I guess you could say, right? Uh, actually, we are we we always will like read emails and uh, get back to anybody who you know contacts us. Yes, so doesn't mean that we'll always have a slot for it or be able to come to an agreement. But like we try to work with people. That's essentially how we started with that philosophy of you know we'll really listen to anybody's music. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and. It's, there's a whole kind of evaluation on things and how we will determine if we're going to do a physical of something. And some, we, we eventually want to press physicals of everything. That's another goal down the line. Yeah. But, you know, we're taking it slowly but surely, and we try to think of what people like and what we like, you know, at the time, and a whole bunch of things go into it. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, I want to take a moment to say I respect that as well, because 
And there's nothing against this, but when you guys put out a tape, I know I'm going to get it pretty fast. <laughs> so that's nice yeah, to have thank that you. Uh, peace of mind. Yeah, I remember Absolutely. when we had, we had met in New York and you told me who you were. I remember sending you a few tapes. I think you purchased every one of our tapes at that point. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's you. That's what's up. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, like, you. No problem, man. I like uh, like Vaporwave. Yeah, uh, there's that one record you guys put out. I think I'm a, one of two people that bought it. I forget who it's by, but it's got that incredible collage album cover. It's like a, just a bunch of images and pictures like pasted all on top of each other. Let me scroll through this link yeah, here and find let's it. Let's see. DJ Rossov on oh, Dawn. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What Those are, are gone now. Aren't they, Andrew? Oh, do we, they're not, we don't have any more, do we? That was a small run we did uh, about yeah, two five. years ago. I think we only did about 10 or 15. They sold yeah, out. Yeah, the site says five. Okay, right. yeah, I think it was five. That we would make what, sense. We sold five. We always online. get a few I more. Think we, I mm-hmm. think we did a few that we sold at some shows, but I think only five were available online. That's mm-hmm. true. Oh, okay. We always do yeah, that. We'll grab a couple okay. extra tapes and uh, sell them at shows specifically or just give them to people. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love I love all the little cool projects. That's like a neat distinguished thing about Virtua 94. You guys can do all these neat these neat little things. Another project I love of yours that um local radio <laughs> comp split, I guess you could call it. Yeah, it's dude, a, that's a banger. Comp split with Fantasy Deluxe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy Deluxe. Yeah. Yeah, his uh, his name is Andrew from Fantasy Deluxe, and mm-hmm. and got a project on that label. He's a inspiration of mine personally. I remember before we even started Virtua, I remember back in like 2015, 16, I would just buy every single one of his releases on tape. They were just so mesmerizing and elusive, and I just felt really listening to those types of albums. They always brought me back to my childhood or just like reminiscent of uh, when I was younger. Oh, I didn't um, acid wolf. I don't think we. I asked you about your uh, journey into vaporwave and then the label. Oh yeah, well, you know, and Vic essentially since I was born. So yeah, we kind of grew up playing games together. Wow, that kind of had an influence on what we do with our art. But uh, I had like a Tumblr back in like 2010, 2011, <laughs> and looking back, it's kind of like a an aesthetic Tumblr, I guess you could call it when that was kind of like that scene was just forming. Mm-hmm. That's definitely where I found out about all these artists. Yeah. So, okay. So let's dive into the focus of Virtua 94. We've talked about it a little bit, but future aspirations for the label and like, what's the mandate? Um, well, we definitely, like I said, we are focused on putting out more physicals. We want to do every release eventually on physical and just keep creating like, products that are enjoyable that I personally like. I mean, the, f- the focus for me, at least, I guess, since we are collective, everyone has their own focus, you know, to a degree, and they're free to do whatever they want. But in my opinion, that's also part of what we're about. Um, I really enjoy working with various artists, but I don't like the idea so much of possessing like music exclusively. And, um, we try to like let everybody do what they want. Um, so you can kind of 
come into Virtual 94 and do your own thing and it adds to something. And, mm. you know, we, we also kind of have our own vision as artists, I guess, as you would like as the owners of it. So it kind of all proceeds like that. It feels like we'll just be doing stuff for the sake of what we enjoy a lot of times. Um, kind of how Andrew was talking about, whether it be from like playing video games or like lich art, we just want to like pursue those avenues in art and music. But then when other people become a part of it, it's kind of like an opportunity to have their like little channel put into it at the same Mm -hmm. time. So it helps like build us even more in that way. And I really enjoy that aspect of it. But nice. Yeah. the, The focus is just to keep doing that. And eventually I say, we would all love to do this full time, you know, just run a label, make music. And obviously that's a lot of, I think people's, goals when they start a label mm-hmm. and they want to you know spend a lot of time and put passion into it yeah and the passion grows and grows as you do more and more and connect with more people and all that yeah. community like all these people on that going back to the fantasy deluxe local radio compilation you did that's a super long record almost 30 songs bunch of wicked artists that you know people wouldn't have heard of maybe if it wasn't for this split yeah, that's true. Not always, but you know, it's uh, it's one more piece of media that's like pushing it out there. Incredible album art. Did this ever get a tape? It did. Yeah, yeah, like a real beautiful piece to suck people in and teach people. Okay, this is what these artists are about. We've got video fashion, you guys, VCR not. Yeah, face dancer. I don't know. It's a really special thing, and I I think it's a real treat for us to be able to get these little these little goodies that you guys put together. Thanks, and we appreciate that. And most of the time, what we think we do at Virtual 94 is kind of make things possible that weren't possible before. So like the collaborations that we've done, such as the local radio split, like you said, a, a lot of artists that some of may have never heard of, maybe they follow NC Deluxe, or maybe they only follow Virtual 94, but now they have a chance to explore music and more artists. Mm-hmm. I want to, speaking of more music, I want to hear some music from you guys. Maybe we can play some songs. I don't know if Paranormal, you want to play something? Shit, I mean, I'm down for sure. What would be your favorite song to let people know what your sound is about? Uh, I'd say you could head over to um, the latest project that I put out on virtual. That would be uh, General Purpose. It's right, right there, the first track. Yeah, that, um, that collab with... Uh, Fantasy Deluxe. It was a great project. It was a lot of fun, you know, putting it together and putting it out and stuff. Love to see, you know, people's reactions to uh, the collaborative effort between the two labels and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was all fun. Like, looking back, it's hard to reignite the celebration that is that, the celebration of Vaporwave that is compilations like that. You know, I can talk about them and say how important it is, but a lot of people are going to say, yeah, it's a comp indie, move on. But no, let's spend spend some time on it, man. It's a really thoughtful and charming release. I mean, I think uh, comps have always had their place, kind of, in all music, in a lot of genres, even, as you were mentioning, that it's kind of integral to the community aspect of Vaporwave, at least, or... Some people even do remix albums, which you'll see. Um, 
pop up here and there, which are pretty cool, where artists will, like, a bunch of artists will come, you know, will sort of like a comp, but it's like remixes of a different artists we try to do. Mm-hmm. Where we have some stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. It's like uh, we're creating a sandbox for people to just play around. All right, let's play this track. Welcome to General Purpose by Paranormal. Brought to you by Virtua 94 Records, the best record label on the planet. Please hold while we collect server data. Super data. Super data collected. Enjoy.
That's a good song. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my dear Lord. Very crispy. That's like great start to the record, too. Holy shit. It really sets up the universe that you're about to blast off into. Yeah, dude. Thank you. That was probably, probably one of my favorite um, projects that I put out so far. Came out a couple months ago in February. Damn, yes, I missed sir. that tape. How did I miss that, man? Shit. I could I can personally send you one. I have three in my closet. You got one? Yeah, dude, I got you one for sure. All right, I'll take. I'll let me. I'll send you the shipping. <laughs> Word. We'll work it out. That's awesome. Yeah, fucking write that song. Obtain what was it? Obtaining server data. <laughs> yes, sir. You're cl- close to that. Yeah, like that just tra- transported me like so quickly, instantly. Um. <laughs> It's a great like hybrid or combination, like the sounds and the music you went for, and then the tone of the voice and the crispiness of the, like the computerization of it. It's uh, it was really believable, like it was actually happening, actually by a legit company, you know, and not like yeah. meme style or cringy <laughs> or something like we often see in vaporwave. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, dude, thanks. That was a uh, that was a fun project to put together. Yeah, how long did it take? Uh, honestly, I mean, I redid the whole entire track list probably, probably twice. Yeah. So, I'm a real, real um, perfectionist, so it, it kind of takes a lot of time. Uh, like just re-listening, um, sitting down, going through the whole thing, like taking notes, stuff like that. So yeah, I basically had the project done, and then I like scrapped the whole thing and just like restarted. And you know that's that's what we ended up with, and I'm pretty happy with it. Damn, I I really love that. I honestly I haven't checked out your music as much as I should have. <laughs> Fuck, that's well, good. I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff to go through. I feel like I mean I'm still trying to put out uh, some more stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, I mean you got it's all fun. Thirteen albums now, or what? Mm, yep, pretty close to that. Uh, yeah. Mostly all going to be on virtual side from like the stuff that I did in the earlier days, but yeah. yeah around there and so when did you get started that was like 2012 ish or 2014 maybe um i'd say me personally like uh, putting out like vaporwave tracks and stuff around that genre i was kind of late on to be honest i was pretty late the first like oh I'd sorry say... i was mistaken i thought you no 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 it's no, all good okay uh I joined, I had, like, you know, joined up right away. It was just, you know, I was still trying to figure out exactly what I was going to put out that was mm-hmm. going to be labeled Vaporwave and along those stuff, along those lines. But 
Yeah, I mean the first, I guess you know, vaporwave track that I did put out was on um, was on Sunset Grid. It was a uh, it's like 2016, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, I was it wasn't too late, but I was kind of late. But yeah, I mean, eh, whatever. That's not late. Yeah, it's all good. It's all yeah. it's all fun. But yeah, I mean, after after I put that out, I basically figured out that okay, so this is you know, this is gonna be the move, I guess you know. Yeah. I'm gonna dive in hard. Oh yeah, dude, you got a lot of, you got a lot of time to, you know, a lot of time to go through. There's a lot of projects out there. I think. I think. Dev, yeah. tell them a little bit about the genres, the multi-genre. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I, I started like, so when I first very started, you know, getting into music and stuff, I just thought, you know, getting placements on trap beats and studios, you know, selling beats stuff like that. That's what I was doing, and then yeah. I kind of just just like just started experimenting like greatly uh ever since you know moving to philadelphia around like september last year mm-hmm. is really whenever i started cranking out like a bunch of multi mul- uh, multi-genre stuff uh like now making like jungle drum and bass which i would have never seen myself doing like a year or two back you know just stuff like that really just bouncing around and just putting out really anything that I like and, you know, would think other people would enjoy under the same alias. So, yeah, I mean, I thought about, you know, making different aliases for different genres, but why not just throw out everything under one? I got a couple here and there, but. Nice, man. I love uh, Jungle Vapor. That's what I'm going to call it. Which album was that? Uh, That was going to be Eternal. It's going to be Eternal. There's going to be a part two with uh, about nine or ten tracks featuring probably the same people. It's going to be coming out soon too. Oh, sick! Yes, sir. But yeah, that um, that project was really fun too. Well, I bet like we got to do uh, an interview just for you or all these twelve albums. Goddamn. <laughs> we, we we should. Of course, you know, I'm always down. Yeah. All right. What? Who's next? We want to go. I'm going to go with you, Toad of Sky, Andrew. Yeah. Um, your music. Let's let's play some. Let's dive into it. Your different records. Let's talk about them. Sure. Um, when I was first starting with uh, this alias specifically, I was trying to go for more like a chip, but I still wanted to get into the vaporwave kind of world. But I didn't think the two blended well together. So mm. kind of just used parts of chip tune and just kind of something out to make it sound like vaporwave. But that wasn't enough. You really had to be creative. You couldn't just stretch songs out like you used to, and it would sound good. Yeah. That would only work with just like we were lucky. I mean, a genre like chiptune sounds good when it's high pitched and fast, but yeah. you can't really slow something like that down. It just didn't make sense for sure. So you really had to try to figure out how to involve it into vaporwave. So I kind of just used art aspects and the aesthetic part of it visually and kind of merge that with the chiptune to work. So do you want to play a song? Yeah, sure. Uh, just play it through my computer. No, no, I got you. Which album is it off of? Oh, uh, you can just go with the first record. I want to go to the very first release. Lex Visions? Yeah, you can play uh, track three. Yeah, I'll never forget when I first saw that record. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it, it's so... Um, like distinguished all oh, these tapes look fucking amazing damn all right which song uh go with track three amazing intelligence and intrusion slow king is the butchered translation 
What does that mean? Well, <laughs> if you know who Slow King is, he's very intellectual and he knows all rather than his previous form, Slowpoke, who doesn't know anything at all. Oh, nice. Kind of just like it's, it's kind of just like a play on that. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Oh, Celebi. Everything. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Let's play it. Number three. Here we go. Super Mario World uh, castle level. Yeah, sounds <laughs> very similar. Try to go for the uh, chiptune vibe, but also keep it kind of kind of vapor. Yeah, like I can, I totally get what you mean about it being difficult to merge those two genres. Slowing down chiptune. I think you pulled it off though, <laughs> man. That was very eerie, but the sound was like very warm at the same time. Thanks. Yeah, the whole album is a concept album, so you can mm-hmm. read a you can read a story while you listen to it, and it, it'll all make sense. Oh, I, that's the story on the Bandcamp. Yeah, you can read it right there on the Bandcamp page. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, everybody check out this. Yeah, I'm going to make a list of all your the music that we're playing so people can check it out. Definitely give that a read if you like that song and the whole concept album as well. And what about your other records, your projects? Which one is your favorite? Um, I would go with the B-side for Island's Vision called The Cable Club. It's It wasn't officially released, um, kind of released it as a bootleg playlist, but you can you can find it on my personal artist band or soundcloud cable club ep and why why would you say that what's interesting and unique about it to you the whole concept for that ep was i made it mind of how i used to experience different playthroughs when i was a kid playing video games where i would you know rip out a cartridge while i would play it or um disconnecting peripherals consoles and I would get different effects visually or audibly so I would kind of try to recreate those through tune or vaporwave and make that whole concept work very different concept from the a side mm-hmm I'm just checking it out now oh I totally get oh yeah that's that's Pokemon Game Boy right there it was kind of a bonus for people that purchased the cassette so they can get that yeah Nice. And what about plans for new music? I do have plans to release a new album either later this summer or early in the fall through Virtual 94 Records. There's a lot that mm-hmm. we want to put out first from other artists. There's so much music that we have planned for the summer. It's jam-packed. Every week we have a new album coming out every Friday. So be sure to follow us if you want to see new music from artists on Virtual 94. So we're going to push those albums for artists first before I release my own. Yeah, for sure. That's That must be tricky with all of you making music, all putting it out on the label, but still having to balance and you know make sure you're giving room to the other artists and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Especially with, with Paranormal busting out so many albums. <laughs> True. I remember waiting like almost a year for... Vic's latest album, The Hero Is You, that just came out last month on Virtual 94. I remember yeah. we were talking about that album like a whole year ago before it actually dropped. <laughs> oh my god, that must have been annoying. Uh, it was not really. It just took a long time to make it in general, too. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, it, that, the concept of... I mean, we could always release our own music if we wanted to. You know, I don't have any strict criteria, but we don't want to just constantly be releasing albums every day or oh yeah we'd like definitely. to give them their give them their breathing space you know give you a little mm-hmm. something to listen to and then come with something back pretty soon but you yeah. know just give it some time yeah your new record was mentioned that came out in may um let's talk about that album a little bit the hero is you very spooky album art. What is that for? What are you going for <laughs> with this aesthetic and sound? Uh, it's just like a darker take on sort of fantasy vaporwave. So when you have these kind of games, again, that I was playing younger, like a lot of inspiration from Castlevania and um, early like SNES RPGs, I really like that type of musical sound um that 16-bit type of sound but also really trying to tell somewhat of a story with the music and 
an idea. This this album itself is kind of based around nostalgia and looking back through playing a video game. When you make it to the credits, it's kind of like you've had almost an outer body experience, like running through some of those games, or like you escape yourself in a sense. You know, like so many times I'll find myself just playing games and it's like you're not really concerned about the real world anymore you truly can step into the shoes or the situation of you know whatever the game puts you in like i always thought games were pretty interesting as an art form in general because they captivate in ways that are like visual and audi like auditory so it's kind of like this immersion similar to virtual reality, which I've always kind of just like mm-hmm. super into. Yeah. It's funny. We just did an episode with Nano. We talked about VR for like so long. Yeah. VR is <laughs> awesome. We, we don't have to go completely down that rabbit hole, but we do have access to that here. We play around with it. it gives me a oh, headache. Yeah. I can't, I can't play forever. <laughs> I get motion sickness, but yeah, yeah we'd be playing same. some games. You take gravel. What is that? Gravel? It's a uh, ginger. Oh, it's like good for motion sickness. Oh yeah, it's the best. I can't, I can't use VR for more than like a minute without it. Oh well, I have to check that I out. Have super bad. Uh, thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, thanks for the recommendation. You know it, bro. Yeah. Got to, got to get those VR legs. For real, some of the games are crazy <laughs> to play. It's like I have no idea how you're even supposed to move around without getting sick to be honest yeah. i was playing borderlands one time and i got sick in literally 30 seconds so i feel yeah. you on that i'm gonna have to check it out yeah some games are real bad for it right i'm trying to play pavlov and half-life and alex so fun. yeah i can't i'm still still trying to be able to even play those games half-life alex is actually much better but as far as it's a good like, game not we getting had a, sick we had a half-life uh themed album drop on the label not too long ago actually just throwing that out there for you know the fans which, of the series which one was it it's called uh city 17 if you scroll down it's a little bit it's oh, there there it is oh there's the the lambda yeah i enjoyed that album a lot probably we'll see a physical eventually We've been yeah. getting into uh, doing for like shorter albums like this. I've been trying to figure out how to get CDs going, and uh, we'll oh. we will have a cu- we will have a couple CDs coming out soon. And why do you say CDs for shorter albums? Just because I have access to burning my own CDs more um, at home, so I feel like I can make good quality CDs by myself for like pretty much premium quality with. Yeah, I think it's easier to achieve a higher level of quality for me to make CDs um, mm-hmm. myself. But with tapes, it's, you know, I'm not as uh, prepared to take on that endeavor of like getting all the equipment yeah. and all the stuff to produce our own tapes. For sure. And constantly calibrating all this analog equipment and whatnot. Right. That's um, just something that I don't think I have the time to do right now. Although it would be cool to, you know, do a more uh, DIY taper on one of these day- one of these uh, albums. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the main reason. It's just easier. Yeah. You should do one for the metal record you guys put out. That's actually in the works about. already. That's one of oh, the really? ones that, that will be dropping us our uh, <laughs> first, if not second, CD. So we have that one, 
that I'm working on. That we have another one that I won't mention what it is right now because it's still kind of a surprise. <laughs> but nice. yeah, we we have something else that's kind of like all mm-hmm. I'll say is that it's in the same, um, let's say, the same time period of aesthetic as that metal album is. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a fucking good album, man. I was not expecting that when I, you know, when I got the email and I turned it on. Happy you like it. Yeah, shout out to Otomos. Uh, yeah, he's a one-man show, one-man band from Australia. Mm. Yeah, guys, should totally go check him out. The album's on there. You can find all his links and socials. And he's, he's just, uh, he's got more on the way, too. So watch out for nice. him if you do enjoy, you know, a heavier sound. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And so going back to your music a little bit, um, let me pull it up here. Should we play a song? Yeah, why not? I'm trying to think of which one we should play. Um, yeah. Because as you can see, it's a really long album. Although the songs are short, they kind of blend into each other. And that was a, the concept that I was going for with it. But let's just take a listen to... I don't know. Why don't one of you guys pick one that you like? Because it's kind of hard for me, either Andrew or, so or Devin. Ma- there's. I was yeah, gonna say let so let Andrew. With... Yeah, let Andrew or Devin pick one that they oh, like. Oh, for sure, for sure. I really like the uh, track number six on the Hero Is You. One of my favorites on that album. I like the Prairie Fight. Yeah, that's Prairie the same King one. Battle. They're both they're both talking about the same one. So yeah, might as well play okay, that. Cool. Let's do it. Here it is, Prairie King Battle featuring Multiman by Mr. Hideyoshi. Time to go to church. 
You guys get it? So, sorry, I, you're kind of cutting out just a little bit now. I said it's time to go to church because drum and bass shows often happen in churches because they're so late at night and um, usually free. That's pretty cool. I actually didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a there's a, an event. I think it's here in Toronto, actually. I don't, maybe. There's definitely one called Church on Sundays, something like that. Yeah, it's it was a started in the jungle scene. I don't know the exact story, but uh, maybe they had sound systems too or something. Yeah, it's all about the churches for some <laughs> reason. So, well, sounds like they would consider it sacrilegious. Uh, it's funny they let them play there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let me look it up. Jungle played in churches. Yeah, that's a fucking awesome jungle we song. We need a man. book church show. Oh, do it, yeah. There's a nice church in Philly. Shout out uh, First Unitarian Church that had always a lot of bands come through down there. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, they literally just call it the church, but tons of different genres. More it's um, a basement though. Yeah, it's a basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not in the you're not in the the pews and shit. So you're... <laughs> yeah, here it is. Church on Sundays, Toronto drum and bass. That's right. Yeah, I don't remember the exact story. I wish I. I hope I didn't butcher that. <laughs> anyone's listening from toronto but um yeah man so many different sounds and styles on this album like it's not just the drum and bass uh jungle vapor album no um, definitely not it's a couple um i wanted to take you through some of in my opinion and my most enjoyed genres of music like all in one that was kind mm-hmm. of another goal of this album and to flow between the more like ambient styles of vapor wave and get in a little bit of like you were saying, the jungle vapor wave. I have a little bit of, uh, and the, like the vapor trap type of sound, and more ranging from more fluid to type of chopped and screwed sounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those were I'd say highlights of what I was going for musically. Yeah, man. I I wish I could come hang out with you guys. I can picture everybody rocking out you're like you finish this song everyone <laughs> gather around in the living room everyone's got a beard and dancing like this shit rocks man yeah oh yeah man i can you're hear welcome. paranormal like... right now doing it <laughs> yep you're more than welcome to come visit <laughs> yeah i'll be there maybe when they open up the border yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> hopefully they open things up uh i mean obviously we need to do it safe for everybody but at the same time i'm Looking forward to getting back to doing live shows and parties because that's also an important part to me and the label. Um, we just love seeing people, having people actually come out and supporting yeah. the vaporwave scene. I mean, shout out uh, Terminally Chill, and uh, we've done shows there. We've done like sets there. It's always a great party in Philly. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sure you've met uh, Skeleton Lipstick down at electronic on two who's the founder of terminally chill yeah for like for two seconds <laughs> oh, okay yeah but we talk yeah cool yeah chris is chris is awesome oh yeah yeah um, shout out to the homies and the vapor scene in philly yeah no doubt and i know uh there's a lot more vaporwave type events and shows coming up all over a lot of uh people in california are doing a lot of work bringing that genre into the real world Kind of back held oh, up definitely. on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, shout out to Virtual Memory. Mm-hmm, big time. If you're not following Virtual Memory, definitely do. They do shows all the time on Twitch through um, 
All hell breaks loops. Oh yeah, he's so talented too, that guy. Yeah, you yeah. You guys are already know that. He really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Does a great job with all the visuals. Oh yeah. All right, so last but not least, there's one person I haven't played music from, After Death Vision. To be honest, I'm not much of a musician. Okay. I have like a few tracks out here and there. Well, the the, yeah. the opportunity is now. You know, if you want to play one. I have one on SoundCloud if you want to throw it on. Please do. How do I find it? Uh, SoundCloud slash user slash, uh, I think it's like AcidWolf hyphen two. No worries. Okay, I got you. Church of my dick? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> uh, under that, it's like virtual girlfriend experience. Okay. Oh, that's an old one. How come you're not making music? I can't commit to one name. I got some like <laughs> demos going under like another name. Yeah. Yeah, that's my problem too. So many spread too thin almost, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, let's play this track. Virtual Girlfriend Experience by Acid Wolf. some more music under this name or something man that was so beautiful <laughs> appreciate it man that was so nice yep. i just tried to make something that had that, like that classic vapor sound was that um original those keys it's actually a, a space dandy sample oh about like episode where a vacuum falls in love yeah nice yeah that was beautiful I man. love space dandy you know i haven't seen it as Amazing. much as Amazing music in all of the shows. Yeah, most much of a fan I am of Cowboy Bebop and um, Samurai Champloo. I haven't seen Space Dandy. I gotta do that. Kind of like completes the trilogy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always felt like it was kind of a sequel to Bebop in a way. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for letting me play some of your music. It was a great opportunity for our listeners to hear what you guys are about. Definitely check all these guys out. They're doing so much awesome shit, and they need more love. Check out Virtua94. Fucking amazing label, doing amazing things. All right, guys. So what is it about physical music that everybody loves so much? I was getting into it a little bit earlier about, I mean, the collector's aspect of it. I kind of touched on it, but uh, I know a lot of us are collectors in general. We could say that that's another reason why we wanted to start um, 
putting out tape specifically because me and Aunt, or Andrew can tell you or even Drew really has a great collection of not only music but like other crazy stuff. I mean, I collect tapes and VHS tapes personally and I even like collecting just like, I guess you could say, figurines sometimes and oh, other nice. things related. Yeah, I mean, Andrew has a crazy collection at his house that he could tell you about, but yeah. Sick, man. I got I got a couple figures. Yeah, Andrew, yeah. talk more about the uh, what you think about the collection aspect of things and why you got Please. into tapes. It's funny because I never really thought of myself as a collector. I just had things that I've bought, collected, traded throughout my whole life. Mm-hmm. At this point in my life, I just acquired so many things. I just, I had to move out. I had to get a bigger spot because I didn't have enough room for all my shit. <laughs> I know that game. <laughs> yeah. And I collect, I would say in in 2020, I collect more music than I do anything else. I yeah. played a lot of video games growing up. I have a ton of video games that I've played throughout many different consoles. But I would say what I have the most at this point in my life is music, whether that be cassette tapes, suggests of like concerts or whatever they are, or like DVD specials or combos with things like that. And as a collector, I know other people like to collect things as well. So it's great that we get to bring physical media from different artists that I know people enjoy. And it's great because they are able to collect things that they can physically hold. And I think that's what means the most to our fans and our followers is that they can have a piece of the artist or the label at home with them and whatever they want. Whether, you know, it's different than just tuning in online. You can get a digital copy of an album or going on Bandcamp or SoundCloud. It's more special to have that physical media at home. Like you have it, you collect it, and it's a part of you. Makes it real. Exactly. It does. And the experience to me of actually taking a tape out of it, the case and admiring the art and all that, and just putting it in or a record as well, even a floppy disc. Like I love floppies. Um, you know how, when you're at like the record stores and you're like fingering through the records to see which one you want to play. That's how I have my floppy set up. Like I just, these rows and I kind of just finger through and I pull, pull one out. It's like the funnest thing that I feel like nobody gets to experience. Cause no one like, really got into floppies i think i've had like two in my lifetime yeah yeah now the floppy games kind of coming back like like getting even larger in a bigger way scene i think what's that one label that is all floppy strudel soft yeah exactly i knew you know but they're yeah they're cool i like the fact that there's a label that only does floppy discs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i didn't even know like floppy boom boxes existed until recently Dude, that is sick. Floppy boombox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is the coolest thing. I forget what label it was, but I saw somebody put out an eight track recently, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who was that? Well, I yeah. know Equip and R23X are doing a lot of interesting physicals coming up with all the singles they're putting out. Uh, um, I, I don't imagine. know if there was an eight track. I don't think it was them. I don't think it was them because I would remember no. that. But. Um, Damn, I'm gonna have to look into it because now it's bugging me. But yeah, I'll look into that later. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's. Um, you can actually, look it up right actually, now because... I think it. I think it was a Mind Spring, Mind Spring Memories 
album. Oh, mine's the, the yeah. pink one. I think it was that pink one. I forget the name of it, but it's somebody well. somebody could fact check that. Somebody will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Or, t- or tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was eight track. You got it. You don't have that, Vic. No, I don't have it. I was I should have got it, but I don't have an eight track player. Um, but looks like I, Needle Juice put it needle out. Needle Juice, yeah, that makes sense. They do some cool physicals too. Yeah, great, great label, Needle Juice as well. King, they do um, some King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard stuff. Hell yeah, and that's another thing that's kind of like they're putting out vaporwave and they're putting out stuff that is just all over the place, which is awesome to me. It's like, let's just keep whatever music you're into. I I urge labels to just like explore. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. want to stick to one thing, if you want to stick to a specific genre, that's cool too. That's like, do whatever you want. There's like room for a lot of uh, different types of labels and an audience for all of it. That's the beauty of vaporwave. Yeah. I guess yeah. There's some like non-vapor labels. Um, labels. You ever heard of We Release Whatever the Fuck We Want Records? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that's a sick label, man. We'll just put out anime soundtracks and shit. They really do. Whatever. Just put out whatever they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout yeah, out to yeah. labels like that. There are some and other. Another, another great one that a dear friend of mine runs. Uh, we run Tiger Blood tapes together. Oh, awesome! Is um, Legendary Entertainment. Very, very wow. interesting releases on that label. So you run that or you run Tiger Blood tapes with the person who runs it? Yeah, we do Tiger Blood. I joined a few months ago. That's awesome. Um, like six months or so, something like that. Yeah. And um, I don't know, there's some issues with the label of, that people have been having over the years. And he's become such a great friend of mine that it, it only made sense to join up and like make the label like amazing again. You know? Yeah. I don't have any, no issues here. I like Tiger Blood tapes. I've always liked a lot of their releases and we even, we even have, we even have a, uh, kind of a compilation release with you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. We (laughs) have, that just shows how long I've been around, right? We have the the Geo Metro shout out Geo Metro. Oh shit. You guys did that. Yeah. That we were part of the trilogy. It was uh, you, us and no, no remixes. That's fucking right. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you guys, you're listening um definitely check out uh acer ab and geo metro he's also from mm-hmm. philly puts yes. out tons of great music he's often djing eternally chill with us check him out and uh check out that release because that's another you know super interesting style of sound and it's just like crazy mashup of you could say like iem sounding stuff with mm. there's little pump yeah, samples there's, on a, there. there's samples in it yeah it's awesome so yeah. All right. So it looks like uh, we have, unfortunately, someone leaving us right now. Paranormal. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks for coming on. Of course, dude. Thank you. It was it was great. It was glad to glad to speak what I what I had to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll we will have you on a on an episode one day, like a full full episode, and do a deep dive. But yeah, yeah check dude, out Paranormal paranormals music and follow him on twitter and we'll link everything in the description for sure already for sure i appreciate you having me on here oh yeah uh, more virtual shit they're gonna talk about you know they're gonna get you plugged in on everything you need to know um yeah awesome. new new music coming out soon awesome man well take care and good luck at work already appreciate it i'll talk to you soon for sure
All right, guys, let's dive back into this interview here. Let's talk about the artist label relationship. You work with a lot of different artists. Um, how do you go about meeting people and developing that great relationship to, you know, keep working with them and actually develop, um, you know, a bit of trust and um, the ability to have uh, creative projects come out of that? Um, typically, we meet them through the internet and that's how we met a lot of the people we first started working with and a lot of people will who, who have released stuff with us might have friends or want to try out another alias so like if we do have trust we can you know work with them continuously and we try to like extend those relationships and i think getting at the point of the artist label relationship we always want to try to be a benefit to artists um that's a something we'd like artists to view us as it's like well what's the point to put music out on virtual 94 um we kind of like to make it feel like you have a little home for that project and we treat you like you know you're part of a team and we'll, we'll be there to have your back in a sense um so we can provide certain things we can you can like share their music for them, help them build some popularity. And we don't sign any contracts at Virtual 94 because we don't try to like take exclusive rights of artists' music. So really, they're free to do whatever they want with it. At the end of the day, we just ask that you know, we have the trade to sell physical sometimes and be able to use some of those funds to go back into the label and continue doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's why I always um, express that. Like sometimes people have hit me up in the past looking for like long contracts and deals like that. And I'll explain to them. I mean, that's just not really what we do. Yeah. We're not like looking into signing artists exclusively like that and having like singles on the radio. I mean, we've had music on different radio channels, but it's more along the lines of how can we work together? How can we help you do what you want to do with your project? And I'd say it's, that's where the more of a artist collective comes into it. Mm. Interesting. Well, that's nice. And what about um, <clears throat> like designing the artwork or uh, like looking for a particular um, type of vibe, for example? Do you um, help the artists work with that or you just kind of receive the product? We do in some cases. Um, particularly, we'll help if the artist requests that, if they have everything covered. And they have their own vision for it that's cool too we've had both scenarios happen a lot to where we've collaborated more personally with the artists to help them mm -hmm. you know bring what they wanted to bring to life and then we've had some releases where the artist is just like well here's everything in a package and it's good to go you know so mm -hmm. you see both sides of that coin um we make a lot of videos so we'll definitely do that we the visual um collective that is us and a couple artists is called analog psychedelia. So yeah. they, they kind of have their own um, spot owned by virtual 94, where we'll explore the more like just video art and doing um, 
glitch art as a collective, um, music videos for a lot of the stuff that comes out on the label. That collective mm -hmm. would, would take care of it. Yeah. Nice. And what's the uh, link to that? You can just look up Analog Psychedelia on YouTube, where you'll find the YouTube channel. That would be Analog spelled out, and then no, no U or E, though. Just Analog, A-N-A-L-O-G, and then Psychedelia. Um, you can find that on YouTube. You can find Analog Psych on Instagram. And awesome. I think there's a Twitter for it, too. Yeah. Great. And we'll link that in the description as well. So you guys can check that out. Going back to the artist uh, label relationship a little bit. Um, are there any particular albums that you did contribute? And um, maybe we can talk about a little bit like you helped with the album art or the concept behind the record. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we, for example, well, a couple ones that come to mind right now, we haven't officially put it out yet. We oh, have yeah. <laughs> uh, we have the if you guys have listened to uh, Wazowski um, albums that we put out, we do have a collection that will be dropping fairly soon, where you can own all three of uh, the Know Yourself albums on cassette. And nice. we we did like for example, help design the uh, cassette J card for that. You know mm -hmm. that was like something we took care of because it was just like we had everything ready to go and the artist. Um, and we'd ba they bounced us some images and we just like took care of designing the overall like layout of it. So nice. there's one example. Um, another that, must, that one looks like it must've been fun too. The album art is really colorful and yeah. distinguished. Uh, the tapes are pretty cool. They're like um, this like rainbow. It has all three images on there. And then it's like this kind of rainbow glitchy feedback in the background that, it's a colorful tape. It certainly fits the vibe of all the different um, colors that you would see in the three albums because it's they kind of are like well, the first two are more bright, and then the other one, the last one you could look at, um, is like dark. It has like blacks in it, pink, dark blue. So you get like every color of the rainbow in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, when we do oh, compilations. Very, very much looking forward to that compilations yes when we do compilations a lot of times we will uh have some artists that work with us that design the the flyers we've contract we've contracted multiple artists over periods of time to like do some of these uh compilations or we'll just take care of it together like me and andrew will work on some art for it for example the greatest hits yeah. compilation just came out uh blarney design did that and then you could look at um the Y2K2, that was a sort of a big collaboration between um, Drew and Dubisco. The artist Dubisco uh, did a lot in designing that flyer. And the, her, the artist Internet Darkroom designed the model that is like the mm. robot-looking thing. So, yeah, we get artists to like collaborate on visuals, too, sometimes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like doing that because it kind of like that cover specifically came out so clean in my opinion, but it was like multiple hands had passed it along and worked on it and it kind of like got the ball rolling. It became its own thing. 
<clears throat> you mentioned the greatest hits three, another fucking banger of a comp. So Thank many you. artists on that too. Fifty songs. Yeah, yeah we try to give. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Andrew. I was gonna say, yeah, that was the third in the greatest hits series that we put out. That was uh, like Victor said, we got Blarney the uh, Blarney Design, Brian Larney from New Jersey. He those mm. every year on our anniversary. We got a greatest hits compilation, as much features, one track, um, every album that we put out in the past year, uh, from June to year. So now we're up to three. So if you are just diving in, for I was checking out any of those, pretty much like a sampler of everything we do. So if you go through volume one, two, or three, you can see how we progressed as a little each year. So we're on our third year now. So technically, yeah. we're our fourth after the third volume. So yeah, we're we're pretty busy doing those. We also do year editions as well and get different yeah. artists to collaborate on the. Yeah, that's super cool. I don't hear about that too often. Yeah, we've been doing that since we started, so you can, you can yeah. go back that all the way back to Okay, so do you guys want to play some music from some of the artists on the label that are not you guys? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, what should do... we go for? Um, let's go for, you know, we talked about Geo Metro. Let's go with some Geo Metro. Yeah, for sure. Let's do Gut Check.
Oh, fuck, man. Is he talented? Yeah, it's not even fair sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Wow, man. What an interesting song. The um, I really like the drums. That really high, soft, and the, kind of in the background almost drum that's like keeping the beat. Absolutely. It's, it's so unique. It is. It's just such a unique style of production that he has there. And guys, that's coming from um, the album Catharsis that was out on our label, part of the triple um, cassette drop. I didn't specify earlier. That's exactly what the collaboration was. It was a triple cassette drop, and you could own the full experience by, you know, checking out the the albums on each of the labels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's off of Catharsis, and we still have that tape available, fortunately. So if you would like to. Oh, and that physically, you still have the opportunity. We have some of them in stock. Nice. Very cheap, too. They're only $4 cassettes. Yeah, we're selling... We have our 4 bucks. Right now, you know, we're just doing a special. So the cassettes we have available right now uh, on the website, I mean, on the Bandcamp, you can get them for just 4 bucks right now. And we're going to be leaving it like that for a bit. So the ones that we have left, yeah, if you guys are looking to buy now is the time damn that is cheap four dollars like yeah how, uh, there's how well it's just more of a that's like sometimes we just like to give back give people an opportunity if they couldn't buy something when it was you mm-hmm. know at full price like we'll lower the price here and there just so people can get it i mean it's not all about making profit for us and oh, for honestly sure. i've definitely put up like we, it, it's fine. Look, I look at it as an investment a lot of times, you know, like you make people happy, you make artists happy, you kind of just build a better rapport that way. So I'm not going to complain about like not making the most off of every single tape. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. It's, I was going to say it's uh as a tape consumer, you know, it's really nice to see every once in a while. You get that cheap tape, and it's like, damn, that's a good label. <laughs> yeah, man, we're not trying it's, to not. It's not a cheap tape, too. Your your tapes are are great. No, they're all professionally dubbed and made. So, like, we'll, oh, yeah. you know, we will sell them at the standard type of price that you'll see. Sometimes, like nine plus shipping, it's going to cost you depending on where you're going. It could cost you up to around fifteen bucks sometimes, but you know, we'll give people. Any, in person, if you come to one of our shows, you can always grab tapes for $5 flat, no matter nice. how new they are, you know, no matter when they come from. That's just like standard at every show. Tapes are five bucks. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking, you, if you're local to Philly and you're looking to get something, and when we reopen, that's a good time to come and buy a lot of the tapes. Yeah. So speaking of new releases, do we, do you have any that we haven't discussed? Yeah, up. yeah, uh, I definitely have something here. We have one dropping tomorrow. Um, actually, it's by the artist Sun Moon. So the project, oh, nice. yeah, the project is called "You Live Forever," and uh, I have a little quote actually here for from him. If you want me to read it, because I told him we're yeah. gonna talk talk about it. So nice. he basically yeah, messaged me. We were talking about. It. He said, "You Live Forever" was born from an extended amount of time pondering what exactly happens after we pass on from this world. It's based on an event that we will all experience but never be able to recount. 
It's an interpretation of what happens when we move across that line that separates the real and the spiritual. Now, those are the words of uh, Sun Moon about his new project that will be dropping tomorrow titled You Live Forever. Um, you could check out some you samples of the sounds that will be on there on our Instagram already. We have some videos, uh, beautiful visuals that he actually provided with us. There's another case of an artist, you know, providing their own um, content. But yeah, we have we have mm. some stuff on there people want but it'll be out before you guys hear this interview anyway honestly so yeah exactly. check out sun moon so head yeah <laughs> and head head to virtua94records.bandcamp.com to find it Absolutely. also the website right you sell the tapes on there too yeah um we do so right now i think, I it's think down the only, right now. there's not any tapes up there but we oh, have in okay. the past yeah, we had we had uh, been restructuring it over the past week, so we took down everything that was sold out, and basically we're going to put up all the new ones. But these ones, while they're down, you can grab them on Bandcamp for just $4 still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right now we only probably have about um, four, four tapes. Yeah, if you look at the merch, there's four of them that are the tapes that we have left in stock. Um, on our bank app not for total i mean four actual projects we have and there's you can get those tapes from the bank app we've got load load by blue screen temporal displacement by twin pines mall catharsis we just played that song from by geometro and integration loops by tethys galore hopefully yeah. i pronounced that correct Correctly. Yeah, all great. That Twin albums. Pines Mall, that Twin Pines Mall cover, and the the photos that were teased with, like that go along with this, the album cover screenshot. Man, like, does it come with those pair of shoes and that nice box? No. That's really funny. I hope so. It's so aesthetic, man. I love it. A couple people asked us that. Yeah, can can we get it? Like, you have to much? hit up. You're gonna have to hit up Twin Pines for that. He's the yeah. exclusive owner of the shoe. He's got the only, the only uh, special edition that rights. came with the shoes. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> hit up, uh, hit up for him sure. and see how much he wants for it. That's the ultimate mm-hmm. edition of that album. You got to rock the, the Nikes with it. Yeah. <laughs> Great album as well. It is. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to it. It's got a kind of a uh 90s experimental drum and bass vapor on one side and more uh classical on the other side mm-hmm. that tape is Should actually we... two records by twin pines mall it's uh right the other side you have seagram's heaven which is a later release from him so it's only four dollars and you get two albums on a tape by twin pines. oh that's right okay well, you know what? let's play a twin pines mall song yeah Shouts out to you, my friend, if you're listening. Uh, which song do you guys recommend? I have listened to this one, but I don't remember it. Which album are you looking at? The new one, a Temporal Displacement. Well, that's what's on the Bandcamp. Like, oh, I see. Yeah, that was the digital. Yeah. Uh, track number ten is probably my favorite on that album. Nice, Portable Television Studio. Here it is by Twin Pines Mall.
is a good jam with Twin Pines Mall. Ever fails. Lovely. He's actually Thank a big you for that one. of mine. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. impressive the the content that he can produce in the bogus collectives. Was, yeah, it's crazy. It was one that brought Victor and I on very early on in the bogus collective stages and kind of what inspired us to create our own collective. He's just very good at what he does, whether it's a content creation or artwork or music. He pretty much do it all. He's he brings everyone together in the vaporwave scene. There's there's nobody in the scene that doesn't know who he is. Yeah, that's true. Alright, so what uh what is the vaporwave you guys like the most? Maybe some of your favorite records or favorite artists, new, old, whatever. We haven't heard um, from you, Acid Wolf, in a while. I want to hear from you, my dear friend. Uh, well, I mean, I was always into uh, kind of future funk stuff, being into anime. So those tracks kind of resonated with me since they were songs I actually knew, kind of remixed in interesting ways. Oh. But uh, other than that, I like kind of like Telepath stuff, HKE, how they kind of went the more ambient route. Not exactly what you would expect from the genre. Mm-hmm. Nice. And what about you, Toad of Sky? I would consider Telepath one of my favorite artists of all time. I just love yeah. what they do, and the music that they create is just so immersive. You really find yourself falling in love with every single track that they put out on any given album. And Mr. Hideyoshi? Uh, I agree with all the things they said, but I also have a kind of like, just like, in terms of big artists, yeah, you can say I was... Telepath was one of the first artists I was into. It was the more bam- ambient style with HKE, their compilative works together. Um, one of the first artists I liked that really kind of switched up their sound was, uh, I thought, like, Vincent Remember did some cool stuff when he was, like, doing more classical vapor wave, and then he mm-hmm. uh, dropped Culture Vulture, which is kind of like a club album. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I thought that was cool, so I appreciated that. I'm... W- Big fan of DDS. Super cool guy. Super talented. Um, they just have like such an interesting style, uh, and it's like more pushed to that chop and screwed. Like sometimes even like I don't know, like very experimental side of vaporwave. Um, so yeah, I could name them. Mm-hmm. I guess like currently, I, I'd say one of the newer artists that is a project that somebody's been in the scene for a long time, but is a project that's a bit newer would be fire tools has a really cool oh, yeah. uh yeah. type of style then i guess it depends on fire tools genre bending always yeah. interested me that's what i was about to say i guess it depends on what exactly certain people consider vaporwave you know like there's so many different artists out there i know i saw somebody on i mean honestly it's a, totally a, an opinion you could really say whatever you want is vaporwave or you could argue that it isn't i'm not really interested to tell people otherwise if that's what they wanted to find it as, but uh, you know, like I saw somebody have like some machine girl listed in a vaporwave thing the other day. Nice. I was like that's pretty interesting. Well, yeah, I like that artist. Slash band. Sorry, he exists in the yeah. realm. I'd say the whole like Orange Milk crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great label. Been around for so long too. Yeah, shouts out to Keith. Absolutely, amazing artist. Yeah, that too. Giant Claw? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I even just met his like airbrush stuff, like the physical oh, art. Oh, yes, of course. 
yeah, the physical stuff's crazy. This stuff, the, his artwork is just like always looks awesome. Yeah, Has a very next, like you could tell it's like it's got a uniform. Yeah, exactly, a mm. uniform look to it. I'd love to talk to him someday. Actually, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> he wasn't available for the DDS interview, unfortunately. Um, let's see here. What are some other smaller artists you guys want to shout out? I would like to shout out every single person, but you know, since we can, obviously, I generally appreciate and enjoy every artist that's put out stuff on our label. But other mm -hmm. ones that we're looking to work with and we have been working with, um, I'd like to shout out Ruck. He does some cool stuff, and he's been putting out stuff with us for a really long time. If you like lo-fi and sort of the trap funk side of chopped and screwed music. Mm -hmm. he's, he's been coming a long way. Um, let's see here. I have a couple artists that, a couple artists who have been been in touch with recently, who have done some remixes for me, and also have releases coming with us. There's this artist, uh, Happiness, who has Polygonal Wilderness on our uh, label. And I actually helped him design the artwork for that. And he's doing a remix off of uh, my latest album, because there will be like a remix project dropping from that eventually. Another person uh, be a uh, Rusty Shackleford. We haven't put mm -hmm. it. He he recently dropped a project on Bogus Collective, and he's like been doing some really cool stuff where he'll be remixing um, vaporwave artists' tracks and just like putting out straight remixes. And he like uh, yeah. makes like this really interesting kind of off-brand future funk and house music that's like kind of it goes its its own direction you know it's very like doesn't really sample the same necessarily like it's not so much anime driven or like manga or like yeah like anime ost driven as much it's very like it just kind of like picks whatever tracks he's a fan of and somehow like weaves them into that sound mm. yeah that's incredible and uh and rail is a really fucking dope artist he's gonna be he, he's like someone who he just put out his cassette it sold out like immediately so i already know that like he's um you know very talented and he shows a lot of promise for like what he could bring to the community speaking of him and all those a couple of the artists i just mentioned rusty and uh and rail they're gonna be on a live stream that we're doing next friday i mean i'm that that will be before this it will show up after this comes out anyway i mean you guys this will be out after we have the live stream, but I'll say that it'll still be on YouTube, so you can go back and check it out on the Analog Psychedelia YouTube at the point when this drops, if you don't end up catching it live. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Enrail is, like, a fucking hilarious. I saw the video he did of the <laughs> yeah. Nobody Here. Oh, yeah, story yeah. Of, story so, of... It really is just a, a comical was the guy. Funniest fuck. He's got a good video, sense man. of humor, yeah. You know you know I what? I'm gonna play that right now. Actually, yeah. we're playing it right now. Vaporwave was invented in the year two thousand nine by the artist known as Mr. Macintosh with the classic album Flower Guy. Throughout the years, many artists like Saint Penis, Pad Channington and the Death Dynamic Guys 
and Kittens Corporation have made countless Vaporwave albums, but no one really cared until an artist by the name of N-Rail released his album Space World 2000 in the year 2020. Thank you for watching the Vaporwave movie. <laughs> you gotta see the, the visuals he put along with it, but like, it's, yeah. that's a great way to Frost promote... it at the Guy Fieri. Yeah. Great way to promote a record, that's for sure, man. Shouts out to Enver. Yeah, that record pretty yeah, much sure. just promotes itself. Like, like Victor was just explaining, yeah. it sold out in 30 minutes. Yeah, that too. I think everybody was pretty hyped for that one. We are going to plan on doing a second run later on this year so we'll probably have more quantities that run because i know how popular it is Mm -hmm. i just really enjoyed the concept of that one like from space world so much like vaporware yeah from that event just like games that would never actually materialize exactly yeah yeah. the, the aesthetic is so on point too enter the echo pool why isn't 2000 anymore Space World 2000. Yeah, check this album out, everybody. Oh yeah, um, yeah, he's he's a he's a dope guy. I want to shout out a artist named Yogs who puts out, you know, a personal friend of mine who puts out some really cool like lo-fi hip hop where he'll compose it a lot with his own instrumentals. I think it's just a cool way to kind of bring a more organic style of music creation to hip hop. Um, yeah, so he's really cool. Um, are there any other artists that either of you guys want to shout out in general or from the label? Uh, recently, we put out some records by our friend uh, Rico. Uh, he put out his Fusion uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, very trance, very dance Fusion, I would say. But very inspired by uh, Y2K movement. He also put out a couple other 1999 records. 1999 House Party. Yeah, exactly. Put out a couple other records with us, the uh, the Dragon Ball EP, uh, which was very cool. Oh, yeah. Samples a lot of um, the original Dragon Ball show with a lot of like lo-fi beats, rap beats hit in it. Um, right. Did he recently change out? his name, uh, Rico? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a different alias. I'm pretty sure he Yeah. Is. I think it's um, Virtual Boy. Yeah, Virtual Boy. Boy. You guys could check him out under that alias as well. Yeah, but go ahead. I just wanted to... Yeah, Virtual Boy. His Bandcamp is uh, RicoRyan.bandcamp.com. I was saying Clever Tribe is also another artist that we've been working with uh, the past year. Put two records out with us last year that we are putting on this summer, so you can get two albums on one cassette. Very upbeat, uh, fast-paced music. Uh, footwork type music. You're into that kind of stuff. Nice. Oh, you got to shout out uh, John, not HRK, too. You know, yeah, believe it or not, not, not that. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that was it. Was the artist that uh, I made that I Like Visions album with? It was technically both of our album. Uh, he did a lot of production work on that. I was more of the popping uh, up the samples and the concept of the album. He pretty much put yeah. it all together himself. Uh, he had another <clears throat> yeah. record on Virtual 94 that's coming to cassette soon, a few years ago, called Reverse. Uh, it's very uh, for trap. 
Therapy that album was fantastic. Therapy, I would say check out that album. They also put out a, uh, Devil Angel that he put out with us last year. Uh, there's a lot of Japanese singing angles on that, so if you're into that type of thing, and short EP, lots of vocals. Dude, we should play something from Reverse real quick. I mean, that album's old. That's one of our earlier albums, and I feel like it never. It's getting a physical soon, so I don't know. I, if you haven't heard it personally, sure. it's some like really just well-produced vapor trap that's almost like it could very well be like a black banshee album like i've had people yeah say that to me like oh is this black banshee i'm just like no it's not like it just sounds very he's like that similar not i don't know i wouldn't say that it's like necessarily exactly the same it has its own unique feeling to it but mm -hmm. if like you guys are a fan of black banshee definitely check out reverse Let's uh, play it. Which which song do you think? Uh, I'd give it track six. Number six yeah, again. Here we go. This one is called Neck Z or Z. <laughs> Yeah, I see what you mean. Sort of DDS, but definitely doesn't sound like DDS. Yeah, yeah. In Black Banshee, too, has that sound. Definitely kind of resemble both. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. We will link that as well. What is that? Is that Jaw Not Herc? How do I pronounce that? Yeah, I, that's how we pronounce it. The artist is actually from Japan, and there's always been sort of a language barrier because... He doesn't mm. speak English like exactly. He, he yeah. does very little, so we'll like Google Translate to 
converse with each other. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't. sometimes. Couldn't so tell you really to produce that first record for Alex Visions because it took a couple months simply because of the language barrier. Mm-hmm. Time zones as well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I want to know with all four of you guys being a part of this label, how do you like divvy up the sort of responsibilities or like how do, how does it work? I mean, we all kind of have our own responsibilities, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. We all have access to the email, so we're all answering queries. Pretty much just anything, fan questions. Um, so we're, we're always there. We're all linked to the social, so never really know who you're conversing with when you're out to us. We're all interlinking, pretty much just talking to the label. I wouldn't say you're talking to a specific individual. We all kind of represent each other in a way. But when it comes down to the work, mm-hmm. uh, the actual production um, of... Uh, the music and the physicals and everything like that. We all pretty much take responsibility in that. We're all we all brainstorm different ideas to try to execute the best product or album or recruiting artists. We're all talking to artists online, whether individually or through the label. So it's good that we have access to such a wide audience that way. Because we all have our own following individually, plus the label's following. So anybody can really hit us up they feel they want to talk to us if they want to reach out to us personally they can or if they just want to talk to us the label they can do that as well awesome sounds like a great dynamic all right well we're getting close to the end of the show i've got a couple more questions for you and then um i don't know if you guys want to give any shout outs or if there's anything we miss we can talk about that but um i want to know in your physical collections what are your most prized possessions? Our collections like vaporwave tapes or yeah, general... your vapor. Sorry, <laughs> vapor stuff. Yeah, hard to say. There's a lot that that I treasure personally. I would say I'm waiting years for the uh, blank band release, the zero one and mega tapes. I've been waiting like years for those to finally come out, and then they release them all at once, so I had to add those, and some rare telepath tapes are in my collection that I'll treasure. Ooh. Um, like the 2227, that's probably that's probably oh. my most played tape of all time. Yeah. Don't wear it out, though. No, it's it's already worn that's out. You can, you can tell when, <laughs> tell when I, I replay that record all the time, or that tape, rather. And you can you can hear how, how aged it is. It sounds like it's from the 80s, because yeah. I played it so much. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's awesome! You have like a, like your own special copy of it. Of course, no, no one else can hear. What about you, uh, Acid Wolf? Well, I was saying I'm in a future funk. I definitely own like a majority of a uh, Neon City's discography, like Ooh. the physical. Out of that, I'd say like Sailor Wave was definitely one of the albums that got me into the sound. So, mm-hmm. you copies of that? Oh, nice. Yeah, those were a hot commodity for a little while there, eh? Yeah, I mean, I missed out on a few. Was lucky enough to get the represses, but like, yeah, yeah, some of them are gone in like within minutes. Yeah, I remember people were freaking out about that for a while. That was a good time. There's not uh, that many giant future funk releases coming out these days, or maybe I've missed them and my memory's just shit right now. <laughs> I agree. They've kind of. Even that label's kind of branched out to some more experimental stuff and compilations. Mm-hmm. Some lo-fi hip-hop on there, too. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hideyoshi? Yeah, um, I would say out of all of them, I really have a couple ones. Like, I have a telepath vapor split that's actually signed by a telepath, so that one's, like, special to me. Oh, and, damn. Uh, yeah, like, um, I personally met him at Electronicon. I'll say he's just a really nice. cool, cool person, cool dude. Don't need to go yeah. too much more into that, but I enjoyed uh, chatting with him. Uh, so I mm-hmm. also just love both those artists a lot. They put out a plethora of great music. Uh, I have some more rare stuff, I guess, that I might have. Like I acquired recently a a uh, Suicide Year Japan cassette. It's pretty cool. It has like some of the original tracks on there, but didn't make it to the album that people most commonly hear on like Spotify and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like really cool, like Vapor Trap album. I don't even know if it was necessarily originally considered Vapor Trap, but has that sound of it to me. Let's see. Yeah, other than that, I um. You kind of like, love them all. Yeah, I like them all. I like that. What's the <laughs> equipped um, the equipped album that he did? It was only a cassette release. It's a uh, oh, Curse Breaker X. Curse Breaker X. Yeah, I have that one too, and that's just a cool album because you, it doesn't really exist outside of a uh, physical form. So I like concepts like that. Hmm. I think he put it. Did he put it up recently? I'm not sure. Actually, could have. I could have sworn he he put. I think he did do a second run. Yeah, oh, he did. He did a I second there run. There was like yeah. a three seven inches that made out like a full little mural. You have them all. Yeah, that I'm is pretty a cool. sure he he did. I think, I think we talked about it on the. On he the did do a, he, a couple weeks ago. He did do a second run. He did do a second run because I bought one from the original run and one from the second run because. Oh yeah. I didn't want to like continuously play. I don't know. I'm just like a weirdo when it comes to tapes. Sometimes I'll keep them like in good condition and only listen to them mm-hmm. so many times. It's like you were saying, it's a struggle for a lot of people. It's like you want to have these tapes in good shape, part of your collection. But, you know, sometimes I'll straight up buy two tapes and just listen to one copy and keep the other one yeah. more mint. Nice. Yeah, same yeah. here, actually. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes I'm like, you know, I can't do that because I want to make sure everybody gets a copy, right? Yeah, I only do that for so. very special occasions. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. if the tape's like... If it's like... If there's, it, if there's a couple hundred. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Second run comes out. I mean, so, like, I think uh, there you go. a lot of labels do a good do- job of supplying enough for the demand. And then it's like, yeah, it's still going to sell it eventually. And sometimes it's just impossible to supply enough for the demand. So... That's when stuff sells out in like a day. You gotta just be kind of yeah. ready, ready to to pull the trigger if you want it. Oh yeah, geometric lullaby, for example. Yeah, for real. I have uh, <laughs> spent some. A lot of times, like those tapes, you'll have to kind of scout for, which sucks. But if you really want something, you can check out the Vaporwave Cassette Club. There's like people who sell. You know, they'll they'll post in there more rare. Uh, cassettes or on discogs i'll find certain things i picked up um now i lay me down in dreamland off of the mm-hmm. cassette club recently so i was really nice excited to get that because i've always loved that album yeah nice i was more saying like 
sometimes you have to jump on it. Like, you know, that's a for sure. It's every Monday at one o'clock EST. Yeah, like set an alarm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have the alarm set. Yeah. I sure be, do. Yeah. And I still miss them sometimes. For sure. For sure. I mean, there was one time, I think it was when, um, Golf Audio did their box collection. I was trying to get all the tapes from that, and I literally couldn't buy them fast enough. It's just straight up like yeah. they were gone. By the time you bought one, you went to the other one. It was it was gone. <laughs> I was lucky enough to get like a ghost tape. Nice. I think it said like zero in stock, but I still was able to get one or something. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's another thing. They sell so fast, so I'm like, I open it, going to buy it. While I'm buying it, I'm like, okay, hey, am I going to actually like this? And then I'll just cancel it like <laughs> in halfway through while like listen really quick but you don't really get the chance to like actually listen you know sometimes no if the especially if you don't know the artist already which i'm not like as into the darker sort of stuff so some of them i'm you know i'll, I got I'll let the other people get them instead but yeah it's kind of funny well guys i think that's about it for me anyone got anything else uh, we talked about, oh, well, one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, a little idea that we've been throwing around I think would be pretty cool would be we just recently posted about um, on our Twitter trying to organize a Vaporwave Community Smash Tournament or like a Virtua 94 sponsored Smash Tournament. Oh, I like, nice. You know, getting like some of the community members more into like gaming or like offering at least a platform that's like... Not one of, let's say, like, completely esports, 100% competitive, but has competitive aspects and it's still fun. You can engage with it on, like, Twitch and stuff. So we might see I some wish of I had that. A Switch. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to try to run a couple different games and variants. So people, you know, if you even, like, maybe we'll, we're considering doing some emulatable games at some point. So people, mm -hmm. if they want to participate, they can get them for free if they have, like, the computer, was... you know. Yeah, I was just talking to someone about that. I think it was Dan Mason. Yeah, we were talking about Jet Force Gemini on Twitter. Awesome. And um, amazing N64 game. And yeah. have you guys uh, heard, heard of Parsec, the program? I don't think I have. It's pretty cool. So everybody gets it, and it's like a virtual LAN. But what's neat about it is it's like every person that joins is as if they were that second controller or that third controller or that fourth controller so you can play split screen games together on the internet it's amazing that's awesome that's sort of like a when you emulate melee and dolphin it's like yeah dolphin's great yeah. well hit me up for that i'm super down for smash tournament or just watching and any gaming vapor yeah, we, tournament that sounds like a lot of fun that'd be cool i mean we were thinking of making it sort of like my initial idea, might, one day we'll get to do this when we're open, was to have a tournament slash show. So, like, you could sign up to the tournament, but you could also just come and check out. There would be, like, DJs and artists performing while the tournament was going on. Mm -hmm. It's always surprised me, like, how well the games go at our events. Like, people kind of go crazy for them. Yeah, we'll just put it out. We did, like, a, had, like, a monkey ball show when people were going nuts. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people were playing Monkey. We had set up a couple of uh, Wii's and like GameCube's around so that like when you came to the show, you could just pick up a controller and play some games. That's amazing. That's a great idea. 
in Y2K, we had like the Dreamcast, trying to make it like a throwback Toys R Us like game center. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, keep an yeah, eye. I up wish for that. I could make my way down there, man. There's no shows in Toronto. Nothing cool like that. Not vapor wavy, at least. Well, maybe soon. Maybe eventually. Maybe soon. Yeah, I gotta get something. Oh yeah, you know, the dupe shop in Toronto announced it was closing its physical store. We saw that. They announced it today. Yeah, super sad. Yeah. And I was gonna hold a tape swap there. Um, so not anymore. <laughs> I was looking forward to going there uh, when we were going to plan to go to Essential, but yeah, unfortunately because of the pandemic, we weren't able to go. Yeah, that's the worst, man. So many people were really looking forward to that. So fortunate. We were going to DJ but, the, probably be DJing some after parties at Essential. We were really looking yeah. forward to going. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it'll be it'll be better when we, what's that saying? Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Yeah, 100%. Exactly. The waiting will make it even better. Of course, just waiting for the world to open back up so we can have vaporwave shows again. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people have come to our vaporwave shows, especially in, in Philadelphia. Um, we get pretty good turnouts. I know the first one we did was pretty much just like a backyard show mm-hmm. outside, and I didn't expect so many people to show up, but they did. They were into it, and from there, we just kept throwing more shows, and that's how we got involved with Chris from Termally Chill, and yeah, we just kept growing and growing, and eventually we got uh, different people joining our acts and having different sets and different types of artists coming along and just making it so inclusive and energetic. It was really great. And I'm kind of upset that we can't have shows right now because we were always so busy planning them, especially last year. It felt like 2019 we were throwing shows probably once every two months at least. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like that local grassroots community that you build up. You start to get to know everybody and, yeah, it reminds me of uh, like my metal and hardcore music scene back in the day. It's just so, so tight and tightly knit, you know. For sure, I'm real big on metalcore back in the day. Nice. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that one on another episode. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking here today. We'll have to maybe do some other episodes in the future. Yeah, narrow yeah, it down welcome. a little more. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Anytime, guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So before we go, just want to make sure everyone has a chance to, you know, um, drop their links or Twitters and all that stuff. Yeah, mine's is just Mr. Hideyoshi for, for everything, really. You look me up personally there. And, like, if I'm not posting there, I'm posting on Virtua or Analog Psychedelia. So, you'd like, if you pretty much look any of those... If you look up those names on any social media, you'll find me. Nice. And we'll link them in the description as well. But awesome. if you can't wait till the very end, you want to look right now, Mr. Hideyoshi is where it's at. And who's next? Where can we find you, Drew? You can find me at uh, on Instagram under After Death Vision, where I do you have some anime-like glitch edits. Nice. Or you can find me uh, at Moon Labyrinth, where I post, like, shirts and my collection and whatnot awesome yeah so just hit me up if you want to talk for sure thank you and toe to sky 
Yeah, you can pretty much just type in Toto Sky on Instagram. I'm easy to find. Um, nice. Or you can just go to virtual94.com. All of our links are on there. Um, you can check out our Bandcamp. Um, our merch is all on the website. If you just go to virtual94.com, click the About Us tab, and you can pretty much just find whatever you want under our umbrella. Well, great. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate your time today. We appreciate you. Appreciate you having us on. Oh, yeah. Seriously, thanks for the opportunity. Anytime. Been a long time coming, eh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, sometimes it'd be like that around here. Yeah, yeah everyone's busy, um, I understand. But oh yeah. Definitely great that we had a chance to talk tonight. For sure, for sure. And I hopefully everybody enjoyed the episode. Um, everyone take care. Have a great rest of your night or day or whatever time it is for you. And uh yeah, we'll be talking again soon. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Take care, man. We'll talk to you very soon. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Private Suite Podcast with Virtua94. Definitely check out the label. They're mostly active on Instagram, as they said. So check that out. And if you find your way over to their Bandcamp page to see some of their incredible offerings, You'll be pleasantly surprised to see some of the different sounds you can come across on that label. So so dive in and it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you got. You can follow Victor or Mr. Hideyoshi. You can follow Toad of Sky or Andrew. You can follow Paranormal or Devin and Acid Wolf, also known as After Death Vision. And he goes by Drew. For Private Suite, we've got a cool thing going on right now called Digital Summer, where we're posting a bunch of content every day to the website. So you can feel free to check that out. We've got lots of reviews, features, fiction pieces, all kinds of neat stuff. Videos as well. We've been putting out music videos. You can check those. If you'd like a physical copy of our magazine, you can go to privatesuitemedia.bandcamp.com. PrivateSuiteMedia.bandcamp.com. We've got all of our issues up there, starting with issue seven, I believe. Uh, so yeah, you can grab those, and we have some tapes up there too, a couple goodies, and as always, you can subscribe on Patreon if you'd like to get the extra perks that we offer for each issue. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hope everyone is taking care out there, and. Checking out these sweet live shows and uh, keeping it real. Hope everybody is doing that too. Okay, we're going to leave you with some music from the label, a bunch of different artists' songs. So I'm going to put them in the description and enjoy. We will see you next time. Episode 99 and big episode 100 spectacular coming up soon. Hope everybody is excited for that. All right, all the best.